Because imagine, like, you're doing your job, and some lad just starts booing you from outside your yeah. office. Like, yeah. You're like, wait, what? And then right. you that's, start getting that, Twitter threats. That's what threats. I said. And my friend that said that. <laughs> like, imagine My that. friend that said their pussy is an accountant. I was like, imagine you're having, I don't know, really... You know, imagine you're having a bad day at accounting. I don't yeah. know, you know, but let's say that. And you're then not you crunching just, the numbers someone, very well. Someone, and then, you know, you log on to like Facebook or Twitter and someone's like, go die. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you did my taxes wrong or some shit. <laughs> you know, just imagine that. Chase Bank would be better off without you. So it's tough, <laughs> you know. On today's Footy Corner, Ole says what he'd do if Hangman's son were his son, to which Mourinho calls him a bad father. Trent Alexander-Arnold shuts the haters up briefly with a goal at the death to beat Aston Villa. Disheveled Fellaini streaks Europa League to haunt his former team, Captain America strikes twice, and Lingard is a Balloon Day or candidate. Along with the typical comments, predictions, and honestly, Gambling Corner, and Mount Rushmore, next. And we are back on the footy corner, and today, for the first time in a while, as the co-host, Arin is here. Arin, how's everything going? Doing good. Um, just chilling. I don't know. Yeah, ready to do a, another episode, a co-host, like, uh, straight on without the band. Yeah, I feel like this mic should be a little closer, huh? Sure. Well, is this... Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, as Arin adjusts the mic... Um, so Why don't you good? just plug this into there? What's because, this? Because the computer doesn't have an adapt. They they ha- it's a separate part. They don't have a drive on there, so That's it comes wild. with an adapter. That's All just right. how the computer is. Huh. He's getting used to the technology of what we're using today. No, because your, your my okay. Let me refresh your mind here. So you, we have a mic, and it has a simple USB port. But apparently, your computer doesn't have a USB port. Yeah, because <laughs> computers now some companies like Dell. We'll build like a, it's a lightning to USB. more money? And well, they, this came with the computer, but oh, okay. it's a school computer. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that's just how some, some oh. uh, computers do that these that's days. That's why I do Mac, man. Mac's the best. Okay. So that we start <laughs> with that. It's a school computer. You didn't get, I mean, it's not, you know. No, I know. I'm just saying that, yeah. I, some of them, because mine at home does not have that. But I think more of them are being built like this, dude. I'm telling you, I don't mm. know. Because they're moving to lightning USBs. Anyone that does more in the tech field will let us know. In fact, people that rock with Windows or Android people, you're not. I'm saying people that rock, but people that rock Macs are usually iPhone people. The only reason I actually hadn't fully switched. Android and and PC people kind of throw me off a bit. Was because uh, engineering apps tend to do better. Like gaming things are better on Apple's and engineering apps. No, gaming is actually better on PC. Well. Anyway, what I was told by David McLeese, you yeah. know him, David yeah, yeah, McLeese, yeah, yeah. top shout out David McLeese. Uh, he's a he's a Purdue big computer guy. Uh, he said that uh, in terms of um, like engineering software, like SolidWorks or AutoCAD for those out there to do that, it it works much better on PCs, I guess. So um, yeah, I don't know. That's it. If I'm if I'm doing stuff at school on their computers, I I may be making the switch this summer. Big decision coming in. It's okay. like the LeBron decision, except with my computer. So okay. we'll see what happens there. Uh, everything else is okay? Yes, sir. Let's see. It's baseball season. <laughs> Soccer's winding down. Euro's coming up. What are you watching these days? Uh, Matsuyama just won the Masters. Uh, yes, the first Japanese person to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool to, to see. Um, clutch it up. Getting more into golf. So 
Okay. That's, that's that's what I watched yesterday, and yeah, I watched the Sox game. I mean, I haven't. I I don't know what else there is to. Um, as my see, I gotta get a new thing. Um, for the not listening, his TV just shut down. Yeah, they're that, get, our teams are playing it in a few minutes, maybe. Who else is playing besides the, the White Hawks, Sox? The Hawks play it six. I they're think. canceled. I've canceled the so- the Hawks. Okay. Everything this year is a Mickey Mouse Cup. All right. So shall we, with that said, because that's a very Mourinho thing to say, should we jump into the soccer with the Mourinho game? Sure. So we have Tottenham 1, Manchester United 3, Son scoring the first goal, and then United with three unanswered goals from Fred, Cavani, and Mason Greenwood. Uh, A big play, though, like when it was 0-0 early in the match was uh, an incident, really one of the few incidents I want to talk about today, where uh, Son goes down after McTominay, what looks like kind of broke away from him, it looked like they had kind of just this little, like when you're running, it's like a natural motion you kind of make and you swing your arm. And he hits Son in the face. No call on the field. United goes on to score with a nice build-up play, as you saw. And then they go to VAR and, and call it back. What were your thoughts on that moment or that? Well, that what moment? he was doing is he was trying to, sh- you could tell, he's like kind of doing the shield slash back away thing, which people like with, like me that are built like me don't have to worry about because we're 5'9 and usually we don't, we don't, when we, if we were to do that, we would get them in the chest, not in the face. McTominay is taller than, maybe a little bit taller than Son. And when he did that, he, yeah, I mean, he didn't even hit him. and didn't even make contact. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goal, that was, I mean, it didn't really matter in the end, did right. it? No. Well, it didn't in the end, but yeah. Son did score right after it. And Tottenham took the lead. So if it had, it would have been like, eh, you know, but again, in the end, yeah, it didn't. I mean, I thought that, I mean, if you watch, actually, so take that out of the, the picture. That play was, like, insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pogba's pass, and then, well, first of all, his run with the pass, and then the Cavani timed that run perfectly and slotted in. That was freaking beautiful. But, yeah, no, I mean, it was oh the wrong call. I think everyone knows that. Um, I'm just shocked that they had VAR, and it wasn't called. I, I'd be interested they, like, should have the refs come out and talk about it, I think. For, like, decisions like that, not just this one, but I think I think the teams deserve to know what the thought process was at the time and what their stance was. It, sh- it shouldn't be behind closed doors. So, basically, you, it, it was brought up a few ep- – I think you might remember this a few episodes ago. Steve was saying that, that he wants us to do that, um, have refs. Like, like in hockey, they'll just, like, explain what happened, and then that was that. You know, the ruling on the ice is blah, blah, blah. The, I, the guy did this or whatever. Yeah, I think that would, yeah, that might be a no, good I idea. No, I mean, like, I feel like they should come out. Well, cause Post-match or during? I feel like hockey refs don't even do that, though. They just say, oh, he got... Because then if this was hockey, the ref would have the, the ref would have just come out and been like, he was touched in the face, it's not a goal. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like afterwards they should actually have to explain what the crew discussed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's fair because... If you really think about it, these goals are crucial, and it's it's a money league. This can cost the team a lot of money. You never know what these points are going to cost you. So, I think it's in every right for the teams to know what the the refs' thought processes were, because now you're going to have like all these people saying, "Oh, there's an agenda." You know, that's where all those rumors start to happen. But maybe if you have the refs come out and defend themselves, maybe hear their side of the story, maybe it'll clear things up. Because from what we saw. I, that made zero sense. Post match or during the game? Post match. Okay. Yeah, that There's was the no debate way I had with Steve. So I agreed with Steve, and I was saying I think that they should do like a like all the like some of the players do a post match interview. The refs should do a post match interview, like if there was a decision made. Yeah, like if if it's required, I feel like they should come out. 
And don't just put the one referee on there. You know, have like have them line up kind of like the players and have them. Def- no, I'm, I'm, I know it's just funny. Can you, you know, imagine I'm though? Because Mark the, Plattenberg, I think he's gone now. Michael Oliver comes out lined up next to David Coote. You know, because crew. you know they're they they're performing too, and they're supposed to perform at a high level. You mm-hmm. know, and they're getting paid a good amount of money to do this. So, you know, we we probably should hold them to the same standards as as these players and managers, they're, they're part of the whole show. It's a show at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, so keep that in mind. And I think, you know, that's, I think that would be not just in soccer, maybe every sport, honestly. I mean, some of these baseball umps are fucking kind of suspect mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wild, wild stuff there. And although yeah. baseball is kind of tougher because, you know, umps, um, well, they have VAR in, in baseball. So yeah, they're going to be replaced by robots soon, mate. Find the play. Might be better. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a big uh, big incident that occurred during the match. Uh, something that came from it, before we really jump into kind of what all this means for the teams, uh, is Ole and Jose going at it, or Jose uh, going at it. Ole complaining that Son had conned the referee with his part in United's disallowed goal during the first half, going as far to say, and this is the quote, I have to say, if my son stays down like this for three minutes and gets 10 of his mates around him, if he gets that in the face from one of his other mates and he needs 10 of his mates to help him up, he won't get any food. Uh, and Mourinho responds, let me tell you something, I'm very, very surprised that after the comments that Olay made on Sonny, you don't ask me about it. So, uh, you know, and then he said that he would do anything to give his son, no pun intended to Engman's son, food. Uh <laughs> What's your take on that? Do you do you enjoy seeing managers kind of go at it like this and and go do the back and forth? Does that make it more interesting? Yeah, um, I think yeah, I think that's it's fun to see kind of managers get heated and, and go at it, um, especially since Mourinho did coach United. Um, adds more to the story, but um, I think with that with any sport, there are different approaches to it. Same thing with clubs. I mean. You look at Real Madrid's motto, it's just like, do whatever you can to win. And Barcelona's like, you know, you look at Messi, he just like doesn't go down on purpose, right? Whereas you see like a Ronaldo who's like, do whatever. I don't know what happened. I guess, wow, Tim Howard. All right, so I guess what I'm saying is there are different approaches to the game. Someone might, you know, say, you know what, yeah, if you can, if you can, I guess, flop like San did, do it. To get the win, to get the call, mm-hmm. um, and others like Ole. I mean, that's Mourinho and Sunside, and what Marie, what Ole and um, who and McTominay might say the opposite, and might stand for the opposite. So it's just different approaches for the game. Me personally, I'm the type that says if you can get the call, then get it. Like I don't see a reason. Like if you like put put your fucking self pride aside, and I would rather get the three points from myself and my team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I guess how how do you how do you take it? Like do you do you agree that how would you would you do you think Son's in the wrong or do you think he did the right thing? Well, I mean, I you know, hey, if you're Son and you, I don't know if he got poked. It didn't look like he did, but hey, if you want to try to get where you're going to get, I don't like seeing that, but I can understand why he did it. Um, I just was saying that What's in terms of seeing the managers go at it. I, I don't like people that roll around. You saw how I reacted to that one kid that we played in co- uh, when we played the. Not necessarily rolling around, but like doing enough to get the call. 
But yeah, you know what? And you say that, but at the end, but you know, that cost us the game. He won the game for his team. Well, I know. I, I, so those that are wondering what we're talking about, there's a, a, a game where I actually, and I wasn't even me. It was one of our other defenders. I was the center back and our outside back um, went at a player that was cutting in in the box. Didn't even touch the guy. The guy dove. It was clear. That's what and, you Yeah. And um, I got in the guy's <laughs> face about it. And, yeah. uh, you know, you laughed about it because of my reaction. But, yeah, he won a penalty and they, they won. It was in like the, it was in like e- the 90th e- minute. Either way, you know, this is to me not a – it is what it is. I don't like people that do it, but I, I see why they do it. I, I, Here's the thing. I, I wish I had that natural instinct to flop, but I don't. Like, mm-hmm. you know, do you, do you see what I'm saying? These players are so fucking self-aware of when they can flop and when they can't. For me personally – like, it's just not in me to do it. If I could, I 100% would. Right. If, I, if my player had the opportunity to do it, I would beg for him to do it. There's been so many times where Mane Salah or someone's been, you know, doing their moves just inside of the box. And then you look and like someone, you look at a defender sprawled out. You're like, oh, just fucking fall. Get the pen. Right. I would love that. I mean, I think I'm all for it. Because you go to the game to win, right? Yeah, but my question is about win the, the manager. Do whatever you got to do to win. My question is about the managers. Do you do you enjoy seeing this banter between them? I mean, I, mean, I care more about the actual soccer game, but the managers. Um, yeah, well, because I that mean, leads to me to my next point. I think I think Ole is probably comparison. I think you know he was trying to. What what is it when you say something but you don't actually mean it? You're just trying to get a point across. Yeah, he's well, pretty much saying he wouldn't applaud his son for doing that. I, I think he'd actually, I think he'd feed his son. Right. You know, right. I think Marino's maybe took it out of context or purposely just kind of doing this. But and the reason I say that is because when Mourinho starts doing this, you kind of know something like something isn't going maybe particularly with his team when you start seeing him go at other people in the media. So that's what was going to lead me to the main well, thing okay. about this about Spurs. You know, they're a team that just, they score and then they kind of stop playing. It's been like their their motto this season. They've actually been one of the top teams in dropping points after being in a winning position. And they sit right now in seventh place, 49 points here. They're six points out from fourth. You know, what do you think about this Mourinho experiment? Where is this going with Spurs? Do they need, Is he a guy that you think should get time? He actually did mention this recently. He says, you all talk about giving other people time. But when it comes to me, he did a snap. You want results like that. Uh, is he a guy that needs time? Are they going to get better? Or is he not going to succeed with that ownership not giving him all that money to do so? Um, it's probably the ownership not giving him money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's That's that's tough because uh, I think traditionally you look at his how he's managed teams. It's his first couple of years, right, that go well. Or like yeah. the second and season the he wins the, the title and then it goes down from there. Um you know, if it's I hate doing this, but if you were to compare him to like a hockey coach, it'd be like Mike Babcock. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't like him because he has a set system and he only gets players for that roles, and you gotta listen to him. And if you don't, he will isolate you from the team. Like he did that with in Conda Mele earlier on the season. So I, it's that type where, if, you know, I think his system works, but. I think he has a tough time getting players to stay in that system and to keep buying into it because the moment it starts to fall apart, I don't know what happens, whether it's just teams figuring it out or his team just players just being unhappy with how they're playing. I, I'm not sure what it is, but 
I don't know. I think he's a good manager short term. I don't. He hasn't really proven that he could sustain a long, um, what do you call it? Um, I don't know. Be good with the club for over like five or six years is what I mean to say. Yeah, I mean, like, he's not that type of manager. Yeah, and it's hard to find it these days. But I'm saying even even when it was like we're gonna give our managers time, like those days, he kind of you know flip flopped. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just I always just thought this was a poor fit. Because I didn't think they'd give him the resources he'd need early and quick enough. We'll see what happens. They're still in the race. I don't think they'll get top four. Uh, but, you know, again, that's just my bias playing into it. Because it's a really big log jam. We'll talk about that top four in a second. You know, you know who, what team I think would really do good with, with him as a manager? Um, like next year, let's say shit hits the fan and they let go of him. I think Wolves. Because he knows all the Portuguese players? Portuguese <laughs> players and their style of play kind of would, would accommodate him as is. Yeah, and I think he just soup it up even more, and I think he could. Uh, what if he went to they, Sheffield? They, no, no. <laughs> but I'm saying Wolves have the financial backing too. I mean, they spend, yeah. so I think that would be a really uh, smart pickup by them. I mean, I, I think he'd do it too. So United, on the other hand, 23 game unbeaten streak away from home. Uh, that's uh, 15 wins, eight draws. It's only been bettered by Arsenal's 27 game run in April of 03 to September 04. How much of this, now I'm not going to take credit away, they're playing great, but how much of this can you, would you attest to no, no crowd? And with that said, do you ever think anyone's going to, first of all, do you think they'll break the record? They've got four more games to go on the road. And second of all, do you think any team will, considering we'll have fans back in the future? Uh, I'm not really sure what the road schedule looks like. Um, I, I'll, I'll pull that I think I, I think it does a credit to, to the crowd, though. I definitely do. I mean, there are teams that definitely do a lot better with crowds. It's been sh- it's been shown. You look at Sheffield. Sheffield's a good example. A lot of the lower teams do a lot better with um, and and Liverpool and I think. But I think also think United does better with their own. But that's home team. But um, yeah, I would accredit it to that. Uh, I do think they will get it based on their form. They've been kind of on fire, and I think their the critical players are firing when they need to. So Leeds, know. Leeds, Villa, and Wolves this season, and then who knows next year? Um, so that's three. I games. think that last game is going to be tricky at Wolves, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. So yeah, we'll yeah we'll see what happens. We'll see if they can reach it. Let me let us know what uh, you think at the Footy Corner too. We'll we'll unite it, and I guess it would have to happen first away game next year. Will they break or will they catch the old Arsenal run? And will any team in the future do it? I just don't see it happening in the future because I think the money has brought teams closer together. Yeah. And, and you see that with the results. And then when the fans come in, there is no way a team's going to go that many games on the road unbeaten. Yeah. Also, um, you know, I was talking with our dad, and I said, you know, um, it's weird because I find myself, you know, you see United winning, and it's like, for me personally, it's um, it's kind of cool seeing a team. It, some sports are better when teams are good. I look at baseball and, like, what was it, two years ago when there were fans in the playoffs? I remember seeing the Yankees. Um, I think they didn't make the playoffs the year before that or something like that. And the crowd was just bumping. I'm like, you know what? It's cool seeing, you know, the Bronx all hyped and, you know, um, like like basketball. With It would be cool to see the Knicks be good, you know, the Knicks, the Lakers, you know, the historic team. So I guess it's weird that this does to root for United because I do – like Liverpool, or support Liverpool, but um, I don't know. It's always nice to see 
a team that should be doing good do good. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want them winning the league now, but I think no. you know, I think be, them being in the top four is right. They're within eleven with seven games left. No, they're not going to yeah, do it. But, I don't think anyone's but, touching um, them. But yeah, let's go to let's just move on to this. We, there's a lot of I mean, big game of the week. Let's talk West Ham Leicester. That was a huge game, actually. West Ham three, Leicester to Lingardino with a brace. Bowen uh, scoring the other goal. For the third straight game, West Ham took a 3-0 lead. They saw Kalichi Ayanacho score two goals, made it close again. Again, that's the second straight time West Ham had a team come back from 3-0 down to make it 3-2. Three weeks ago, Arsenal drew them. The other two opponents, they held off. Is 3-0 the most dangerous lead in soccer, if you're David Moyes? <laughs> um, I guess so. I don't know. They got to fix that. They got to fix that. That park the bus tactic that they got. But also really cool that Jesse Lingard is like no longer a, a joke. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Since he made his debut with West Ham, there are two people that have eight goals. So here's the thing. in the league. Who are? Can you name them? The two people that have eight goals since he joined West Ham. Um. I mean, one of them is probably a giveaway. Aguero or I don't know I don't know Harry Kane no I have no idea I don't well, Lingard's one of them himself well yeah I, I think you said other than him no so there's one other other than him I don't know look no further than this game oh Vardy no well, fuck I don't know he scored two in the game he had a nacho yeah oh wow Caliche had so, a good I run. was just looking at him his little transfers and I remember when he was on Manchester City now I didn't know he went to Columbus Crew. Wait, what? Is this a joke? No. <laughs> Wait, what? Bro. Did he play any games for them, or did he, he just, like, to just show up? He had to have. So, no, he didn't. He just showed up. So, I guess what? he just trained with the crew, but to think that that guy could have been that. But he was a giant grace, a fall from grace, you know? He was so hyped up and all this stuff, and I don't mm-hmm. know really what happened. Wow. So, so, yeah, this is, yeah, it's crazy with those two. You're happy for Lingard. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think a lot of people don't know what was going on behind the scenes with his with his life. Mm-hmm. Um, his mother was like diagnosed with cancer, and then his girlfriend like cheated and left on him with Jason Derulo. Like, dude, and then like people were ripping on him for like being happy after a win. I you know I kind of feel shitty because I was one of those guys. I think everyone was because they're like we ripped on Jesse yeah, Lingard was ripped on on this yeah, but, show. You know. He's not very public with his with his problems and like seeing him. I, I think a change of location, you know, to get your mind right and you know, kind of get all the distractions away. A new setting was perfect for him. You know what I mean? That's what I think. Well, which in the summer he's posting better stats than Bruno since he. I mean, since he's come to West Ham in the summer Same position. West Ham is looking at him and apparently. See, I don't know how to feel. I just feel like that's a good fit for him, though. Like, the question is, if he goes back to United, and this goes out to others, too, at the footy corner, too, mm-hmm. do you think he'd have the same success? Because now he's being linked to, uh, and I'll, I'll say this because I've seen Arsenal, Arsenal saying they want to go in to get him. And I'm like, but I don't know if that'll work. Like, the fit is just so good for him right now at West Ham. Well, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm up for I, I want them gotta, to get you gotta him. you got to think of things in his perspective. I don't think it's right to go back. I think for players, when you close a chapter with the club, I don't know if you should go back, whether and good or bad. Because at the because at the end, it's like you changed environment, you changed clubs because that's whether they said it was the best or you thought it was better. That's that's what happened. So I don't think you should go back. But um, if you're killing it at a club like West Ham, yeah, it's a good fit. But 
I think you'd want to test yourself at the highest level that you could possibly can. So I think he'd be naive and almost unprofessional not to make a leap if he can. Well, that said, though, West Ham, could they make Champions League? They're in fourth place. We keep saying they can't, they can't, they, they can't, can. and here they are. I think they can. <laughs> they I are. I don't think they will. Uh-huh. Um, his decision might depend on that, but um, I don't know. But The way it's going, oh, if you're is it Chelsea and Liverpool for you then? Because Leicester and West Ham, 56. Leicester, 56. West Ham, think, 55. I Chelsea, 54. Chelsea Liverpool, over Liverpool. 52. I think Liverpool, I, I understand why people would still keep them in, them in the picture. But, I, again, you heard fans talk about it, how important Jordan Henderson was in the past, uh, and Virgil van Dijk, and they're injured and they're not the same. But who's the other team then? That's quite Leicester or West Ham. Oh, Chelsea, Chelsea. But there's still a spot for Leicester or West Ham. No. So City and United are in. Yeah. Chelsea is three. Who's the other one then? No, no, no. I said Leicester's going to stay there. You think Leicester will stay? Yeah. Okay. So that's what brings me to the next point. We'll talk about it. it transitions perfectly to Leicester. We're seeing this happen again, where they had this big lead, and now they're falling, they're stumbling, and a really big issue they had here was they had players that were missing due to a COVID breach. And, of course, we you know we talk about how, yeah, this happens a bunch um, with the COVID breaches, and it's not the first time this so happens. So which, which, which players were? Well, that's what I'm going to mention here. Uh, Brendan Rodgers. Apparently, so this is why Rodgers was pissed. He had his, he had a meeting with his squad the day before Man City, which was on April 3rd. So what is it today? April 12th? Um, and this game happened a few days ago. So one week after he has this meeting on April 3rd, <laughs> uh, AOZ Perez throws a banger. Okay. And Wes Morgan. Hey, Nikhil, get your man. Wes Morgan, the <laughs> captain. The captain, Wes Morgan. Yeah. Harvey Barnes. Well, I don't think he's the captain anymore. He doesn't even play. But yeah. It says club captain. So he's well, he's still like the club captain, yeah. but he's not like the on-field. Wes Morgan. That, that's the surprising one to me. Harvey Barnes, James Madison, and Hamza Chadhuri show up to, to AOC Perez's banger and are cut from this week's match against West Ham. Now, this was a critical game because you see how close these teams are on the table. I'm not surprised that matters. You know, first of all, would you, if you were Brendan Rodgers, would this have been your punishment or would you have said, this is an important game. Let's, like, they missed James Madison. They could have used James Madison in this match. He would have been a huge influence for them. Would you have waited for something else or would you have done what he did? First of all. (laughs) That's tough. Me personally? Yeah. Um, I would have played them. So what what would their punishment have been then? Just the talking. Okay. They're grown men. But they they disrespected you. Like let's say you're the Brendan Rogers. You told them not to do it and they did it. You not upset? Is there some level of you that's like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> yeah, but, but then <laughs> or, again, are you more mad at AOZ Perez for throwing the banger? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh that's tough. That's a tough one. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I'd handle it. I also don't know how it went about. Yeah. But if it, you see, here's the thing: this this party was it just the players getting together, or was were there outside? Were there like girls? Were there? He said there. It said it was a party at AOZ Perez's house. So I think he had like people. So if there were like girls and stuff involved, you know that that. You know, I don't know. It wasn't just it. them. Yeah, I'd have to think about it. But if there were, if there weren't, if it was just them, I wouldn't care. Like whatever, you guys train together anyway. Give right. Shit. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so, but you think Leicester will stay? That that's the other key question. You think they will? Yeah, I mean, you look at things in their perspective. They were missing all those guys, and they still almost tied them. Mm-hmm. And it was in West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. So, ground familiarity is a thing, believe it or not. So, I mean, even without the crowd, West Ham has played there almost 15, 16 times. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, that's that plays into things. So. I think without missing those players, only losing by one to West Ham is pretty pretty good, in my opinion. I think, yeah, Leicester will have to get some results here. They got West Brom, Palace, Southampton, and Newcastle coming up. you got to get max fine. points because they end the season at United, at Chelsea, Tottenham. So let's see what happens with them. I think these are the weeks they've got to get the points uh, going in. At the footy corner, too, let us know because we, you know, apparently we're just allowed to revise our updates every week. So let us know what you're thinking about Leicester's chances. Uh, let's go to Liverpool 2, Aston Villa 1. Uh, Watkins scoring the opener. Salah and Alexander-Arnold scoring in the second half. The late winner from Trent Alexander-Arnold was the 37th winning goal in the 90th minute or later for Liverpool, which is 12 more than any other side. So uh, you guys have gotten a chance to celebrate late winners more than anyone. Uh, before we get into Liverpool, just a real quick question about Villa. They've struggled without Jack Grealish. I think they have two wins in nine matches without Jack Grealish. Are they a relegation team without Jack Grealish? Right, yeah, they are, unfortunately. Um, I mean, he's like the, the key cog in that. And that, that's what I think everyone that preaches Jack Grealish understood. I think anyone that said Jack Grealish was overrated or not that good just didn't understand how much he's carrying Aston Villa exactly and how much he gets fouled and hit. I mean, this was bound to happen. Um, so yeah, you know, I, unfortunately I do think so, but I think they were able to convince him that they were going to spend money this summer and hopefully they do to relieve that pressure because can you imagine what he can do if the whole focus isn't just on him? You know what I mean? That would be exciting to see or like him play for England uh, in a major tournament, you know, when he's surrounded by really good players, it'd be really cool to see to the point where... I'm 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 genuinely surprised that um, there aren't top top clubs going after him. When I say top top, I'm talking like top top, like Bayern, like Bayern Munich. Munich. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. I, I mean, agree. But he why if he leaves? They're done. My question is no genuine to you. Um, do you think why not Barcelona for Jack Grealish? Yeah. It's a matter of if they'll pay up. This he's expe- he's going like, to be expensive. He's I'm, not I'm cheap. a very realistic person. Maybe a hundred million. That's that's no. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, like his type of talent, though. I'm saying when you look at Barcelona and their standards and what they've developed in the past, I'm saying, what do you think Jack Relish would have to work on to seriously say, you know what, Barcelona should be looking at this guy? Yeah, I, I think with his performances, no one will deny that. I think everyone will. It's just the price tag. It's, you know, and that boggles my him. mind because there are people that are still questioning whether he should start in an England side. Now, if you watch him and you see how Aston Villa is doing without him, I just I don't get why you'd put James Madison over him. Why you'd put... Who are the other people? There? James Madison, is maybe after that rager, might not be put over him anymore. Well, like the other people that they're saying that should maybe be put over him, I just... There's no way, man, because... When you look at James Madison, like, yeah, he's good, but, like, he'll never he, – he, you don't see him at a top, top level. Like, when you put him into one of those lamps, you're just like, I don't know how he'd go. How yeah, he'd was, was Mason Mount one they were looking Mason at, Mason Mount, yeah. Um, he's, he's played very well, though. He's played yeah. very well, yeah. yeah. To be fair, I haven't seen too much of Chelsea, unfortunately. I don't know why. 
but he's played well know. for England though. I think more than Chelsea though. He's Maybe. someone I have to watch more. But I mean, he's super. He's even. He's like a little kid, isn't mm-hmm. he? How old yeah. is he? 20 maybe, who knows. That's Brian, ridiculous. Brian's man. probably there yelling at, at us about it. Uh, yeah, Villa, I think, are in trouble without it's weird, him. because I feel like I've grown up with uh, Jack Grealish almost, so like, he's not young anymore. Right. Oh, you're, I thought you were talking about Mount in terms of age. No, no, no. Mount, when you Mount. said he's a baby, I thought you meant Mount. Oh, yeah, no, that's Mount. what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mount's 22, <laughs> 22. Which is still oh, wow. very okay. young. Older than I thought. But uh, So this is where I'm going to give you your moment, the mic, because Steve and Jeff, ever since our – panel episode went back and forth on Trent he had a he had a big game so we didn't have an episode last week he had a big game against Arsenal he played really well in that one had a not as great game against Real Madrid and then again had the game winning goal a really really nice shot cracker of a goal and it's it's a lot of up and down it's a lot of talk about him in the media so I want to give you a chance to just uh, discuss him because I have my take not on him but just I, I feel like, and well, you, you might agree or disagree. Okay, I will. I think that, so it, it was a big deal in England. Oh, he got omitted and blah, blah. And now that they brought that up, they are, it's like legitimately they're putting everything under a microscope for him. It's like just sit back and watch the body of work and enjoy the game. Like there's so much being put into like every pass he makes. It's yeah. like just look at the whole body of work. And then go ahead and compare them when the time comes. Like, you don't need it every week. You know, Like, fucking after Sunday, oh, he should have been on the team. Then after Wednesday, oh, they made the right decision. After this, like, calm down, watch a few games, and then let's see what happens. Yeah. What do you think? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, look, I, I, call, I said it, didn't I? I said he, we know what he's capable of doing, and he'll come out of the slump. I think, like I said, there are, we, like, I haven't been on Twitter. I pretty much got rid of Twitter. I'm just a profile there now. And, like, I haven't listened to talk sport as much as I want. I mean, I still like to listen to them. But you realize that the media um, really influences how much they really influence the public. Because, like, if I listened to the media, if I was on Twitter, I'd be questioning Trent right now. But I didn't because, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll catch some games. And, like, I know what he's capable of doing. So never am I going to be like, don't put Trent in the in the lineup. And I think Gareth Southgate was influenced. I, like, there's no way. Like, you, you know how he's he's played well for Gareth Southgate. You know what I mean? I think that was such a, a bad move. Um, and people are going to be like, well, he needed to light fire up in his, on his ass. But, I, you know, I don't think so. I think he's just finding his form now. I think it's it's inevitable with any good player. Like if Aguero went on a slump, like maybe a couple years ago, like when he was in his prime, um, like I would never drop. He's one of those guys that just wouldn't drop. You just be like, all right, because when he finds his form, he's better than Gabriel Jesus any day of the week, right? So I don't know. I feel like anyone that's instead of listening to these sixty-year-old English dudes on Twitter and like calling in on Talksport and making the like wildest takes that probably. What about or what just Jeff like, says? or just like construction workers that just like never really like played soccer at any level, like you know what I mean. Like even on a personal level, you go through forms and you realize it. You know what you can do because you practice it, and sometimes you play when you play games or do whatever you do it. So you realize that's how everyone is. Everyone's the same way. It's not like that's why consistency is praised so much, like we talked about with Lewandowski. Um, 
So I think a player like Trent, when he's so young, it's just stupid to listen to the media and like those those wild statistics. And like I said, if you just stay away from the media and just watch the game, and you have somewhat common sense about athleticism and how it is to be in a sport, how much mental goes into it, you he'll, you you know he'll find his form and he'll get into the Euros. Everyone, I mean, if you really think he's not going to get put in the, I, I would put. I will bet someone a hundred dollars, seriously, that he will make the Euro squad and the World Cup squad. Okay, they're not going to omit him. There's no way. Yeah, a lot of talk was uh, between Jeff and uh, Steve, and then actually Nikhil came in because Jeff brought up the giveaway stat, whereas uh, um, Steve and actually Nikhil showed something that showed uh, how <clears throat> Alexander Arnold has more assists, chances created, interceptions, and tackles one than James and Walker. Um, were the other guys along with Trippier, which the debate occurred on the panel episode about. I just feel like you can still bring, what, two of these guys or three of these guys? You don't need and them, though. Well, what's, the thing is, though, Southgate can always play one against a certain type of opponent and bring another one that's a little different. Like, Trent would play really well, depending also on who he's playing with, right, that, that is a midfielder that, that might cover his spot for him and let him go up and do his thing, right? Whereas... You know, maybe if you're playing a, a team that heavily attacks and you're not going to, you know, get out there on it and control the game, you'd pick someone else, right? So, I don't know. I just think that Southgate has a an embarrassment of riches that he can use a lot of guys in different positions. Uh, but, yeah, I think – I mean, it's – the question is, would you want him on your team? And, uh, you know, with our right ask, back, I'd say yes. Like, I, think, I think if you ask any manager in the world and you're like, hey, who do you – like, you have one game. Here are your options – at that position, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker, or Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think 90% of the managers would select Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm not saying that as a Liverpool fan. Maybe we'll I, put that as a poll. Let's do it. That's, I mean, okay. But but you get what I'm saying. I, that goes with any position, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, um, no, I'm just like saying if Jack Grealish was going in porn form, I wouldn't be like, drop him, do this. No, because, I don't know. It's just It's just stupid, man. All right, we're going to do a poll. Don't I, listen to the media. It, they, they literally influence your mind, the public's mind, perception. It's just so fucked. I know, I'm just saying, like, I, I think that's a good poll to do. So we'll see oh, what people say on the right back. Sure. Um, and I will tag the, the different teams. Of course, sometimes, obviously, it's not accurate because it turns into fans of certain teams really showing up based on handles. But we'll see what happens. Just we'll like, like the, I think the pulse Foden of Twitter should, is. Like, I think Foden should be given a chance, at least on the bench in England. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to, like, why would you put biased into international play? That's the stupidest thing ever, like, I think, honestly. So, yes. Maybe Jeff's not doing it, but. Yes or no, top four. You said no, right? Because you said Leicester and Chelsea. For Liverpool? Yeah. No way. Okay. Uh, so, let's now move. You talked about phone. Let's move to City and Leeds. Uh, Manchester City losing on rare occasion, 2-1 at home against Leeds. Stuart Dallas with two goals from outside the box. Fran Torres with the goal for Manchester City. It is interesting to note that Liam Cooper of Leeds did get a red card before half. So Leeds did score with 10 men. The winner was scored with 10 men. Oh, wow. So I was going to – this was where I was going to be like, hey, you know, here you go. Have at it. But Leeds is the fourth promoted side to be away and win against the Premier League leaders. Yeah. After uh, Ipswich at Norwich in December of 92, Derby at Man U in April of 97, and Hull at Arsenal in September of 08. Now my question is – does this ultimately even matter? 
uh, result. No, it, it doesn't. And I don't think people should look too deep into it. Um, but however, I do think Biesla plans for Pep a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. He's a, I mean, Leeds are a bad matchup with um, City. If I remember correctly, wasn't the very first game of the City Leeds Manchester City? It wasn't that like a, a crazy fucking game. I think it may have been. I'll look back while you're... Well, like, I'm pretty sure it was a draw. You might be right. But City has so many W's on here that I don't... Uh, yeah. Well, I'm pretty goodness. sure they haven't beaten Leeds this season. And Leeds do very good against better oppositions. They do. Um, I have to go back. I can't... My app doesn't yeah. go that far back. Yeah. I mean, I'm... But but you get what I'm saying. Uh, I, I Like... City is city. It's not going to influence anything. Plus, they like I said, I think they have the league in the bag, and I think they're very focused on Champions League. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. You saw with all the rotation they had, it's like, okay, they're definitely focusing on Champions League. I think, yep, they did draw earlier in the year, by the way. It was 1-1. Yeah. Um, yep. But you looked at it, they had seven changes from their you know Champions League lineup. Like you said, focusing on it. When they have Oscars in – or Oscar – I just called him Oscar. Alexander Zinchenko in the midfield? Yeah. That's when you know, like, Pep doesn't give a shit about this game. Yeah. And Nathan Ake was playing your boy. Yeah. Um, speaking of well, which... I'll get to see him healthy. <laughs> speaking of which, Steve said, Nathan Ake is trash, getting burnt over and over again. Hashtag defense fixed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was, you know, this those that... I still think City could use for a star center back. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Okay, the answer. I think Stones is good, but uh, and now Holland's probably gonna go to Barcelona. It's possible. City said they can't afford him. It's possible. <laughs> My guess is FIFA financial fair play. It could, but that could be like a. It's joke. FIFA. It's it could FIFA be a lie. Fi- it's FIFA financial fair play. You don't that's, think it's a? It's financial fair play. Well, that's what I'm saying though. You think City might not do something though? All of a sudden, or like his dad played for them. Surely they're gonna do something. No? What's there to do? I think There's a price tag there, and if you can't afford it, you can't get them. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I, I think they'll figure it out somehow. They'll, they'll do some back backdoor stuff. You know, you know Plus, City. Early Come on. Holland's a lead supporter. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, I mean, and it, I don't care if my dad played for anywhere in England. Any team in England offers me something and Barcelona offers me something, I'm taking Barcelona, bro. I'm, I'm living in Barcelona and, and playing at the Camp Nou. Yeah. No, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's, that's a saga I think it's going to go I mean, that's personal preference, into though, but the I summer. see It's going to go into the when summer. When you're young and the Premier League is so exciting to you, yeah, maybe that's more appealing than Barcelona. Steve says, uh, Bielsa bathing in Jeff Paris's tears. Uh, he was very happy, I think, with that, that result. Um also, fun fact, uh, going to the Champions League fact about Manchester City, the Champions League quarterfinal is the first time, or the first Champions League quarterfinal that City have had the lead going into the second leg. I did not know that. Um, the last thing before we move on, I think, yeah, we've agreed that City's going for the Champions League. Leeds, your overall view of them, their first year up here, and do you think they're just destined to be a mid-table team, or can they build off this and become like a Leicester? Uh, Leeds. Uh, yeah, I think they could build off this and definitely go. I mean, they have money, um, right? They I have, think so. They have the manager, they have the money, and definitely the the tradition, club history to have mm-hmm. to try. I mean, they freaking got that one dude that's not even relevant anymore. Kind of, 
Um, from Valencia, what's his name? The backup striker for Bamford. Uh oh, Rafinha? No, yeah, Rafinha, right? No, no, no. Rafinha is like the he's the other like, guy. He's like a wing back. Uh, he's also, but this guy has one Rodrigo, name. Rodrigo. 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 <laughs> That's what it is. I I, I knew yeah. it was a one name lad. So I'm saying, like, they got him, and they hadn't even played a freaking Premier League game. Yeah. So they got everything to attract top players. So yeah, definitely. And it's good to see them succeed. I did not want to see them. I don't think anyone wanted to see them go down. So that's cool. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. They're a team that did succeed. Chelsea four, Palace one. There wasn't really much going on. Now we're going to get into the games that we just kind of briefly go over. Uh, Havertz had a goal. Pulisic, Captain well, America, I mean, had two goals. Game. Imagine if Chelsea lose this game. Zuma had a goal. Uh, Benteke scoring for Crystal Palace. Always seems to score when it doesn't really matter. Um, Pulisic has now scored more goals against Palace than any other Premier League team. He's got four. Uh, I believe Jeff Paris called him a, the American flop. So, yeah, uh, take that, Jeff Paris. Steve Steve had something to say about that. I'll come to it later. Um, I think Havertz played his best game as a Chelsea player. That's that's a positive there. It's wild calling a 22-year-old a flop. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's, I think he – it's one of those – so it's one of those things, like Jeff, I feel like has comments that he – just says to like get reactions, yeah. And then he has ones that he means. I think that one is just a reaction one. I don't think like that's. I mean, well, your boy Kurt Zuma got on the board too. Yeah, Kurt You're Zuma. You're a big Kurt guy. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Here's sorry. Here's what Steve said. American flop, huh, Jeff? Someone get this man his AARP membership because his site is going. Uh, yeah. So, a good work there. Like I said, Havertz, scintillating match for him. He, he was really good. Uh, you know, on the ball, he did some some magic. Now, my question is, if you're out there, say you're Thomas Tuchel, you know, good recovery after losing to West Brom, and you're seeing that Crystal Palace is playing a YMCA defense. Like, that defense was like Wheatland Association League. What do you mean? Like, how they were playing? <clears throat> yeah, they, it was terrible. I was watching the game. Their defense was horrendous. Granted, I'm giving credit to Chelsea. I mean, they did play well, but the defense was bad. If you saw that, like, you see that you've scored – two goals in 10 minutes, and you're attacking, attacking. At halftime, would you consider putting Timo Werner on so he could maybe get some confidence? Because this man needs a goal. No, because it's still 1-1. If so, I wasn't confident, at halftime it was 2 nothing. Oh, it was 2 nothing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It was 3 nothing at half. Sorry, 3 nothing. You're right. At half, yeah. Sorry, 3. Um, Because there's a debate going on between well, the Well, you're asking the wrong guy because I've seen my team blow a 3-0 lead at Crystal Palace. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we're, I mean, I guess if you, you have to be watching, like when you're watching the game, they're playing that bad. Bro, they were <clears> bad <throat> against Liverpool too, that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I guess when you got a guy that's so defunct of like no, I confidence, um, I mean, no, surely. I, say, I say bring him on um, in the 60. 60, okay. That was a debate we were having where like Steve was saying, I think it was like when uh, – Zuma scored. Steve said, bring him on now. I'm like, mate, let's wait till halftime because, you know, a play, if you take a player off before half, they're going to get pissed. Like, you got to at least at halftime be able to explain to someone like Kai Havertz to be like, yo, you've played really well today or someone, but, like, we're just trying to get him a goal. So, like, just chill and relax. Yeah. Get a break. You'll play Champions League. We're I good. think a 60th minute sub or six, is usually, right. that, that's like that the, that a 60th minute sub is usually the type of substitution for, like, someone coming off an injury or out of form. I yeah. Think that's, like, a standard thing. So, yeah, it would have been good to see him come on. But Chelsea, you're right, did need that. Although, like, they, it was like that West Brom game. It was just really weird, like a blip in the road because they've that was the only loss they've had in, like, 14 or 15 games. So yeah. um, And they played well in the in the week in Champions League. So uh, we'll see how they continue. I Yeah, I think they're 
definitely going to be a Champions League team. And I, so. like, I'm not trying to rain on a parade. And I, I, I understand the excitement from Chelsea beating Porto 2-0, but I see a lot of fans getting carried away. Let me tell you something. After this round, you're not going to get an FC Porto type of quality opponent. Like, it's not, it's not going to be that. Fair. I think a lot of teams want Chelsea. That's okay. how good the table uh, everyone else is. Mm-hmm. Although, you know what I'd want to see? Uh, it's not going to happen. Never mind. What? Uh, I think Chelsea and a Bayern Munich without Lewandowski would be good. But I, I even said PSG would be it Bayern. It could happen, I think but PSG Bayern needs to come back. PSG's, much better, than, <laughs> PSG's <laughs> better than Bayern. Huh? Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, there have been some magical moments on the last days before, so yeah, we'll see what Yeah, but I think you just need those magical players. We'll see, we'll see what and happens. Bayern is without their magical player. Yeah. I mean, we'll uh, we'll see this week coming up, next couple of days. Uh, the last one I kind of want to briefly mention, uh, Sheffield uh, nil, Arsenal 3. Lacazette had a couple. Our building manager, Martinelli, with uh, with a goal in there, too. Um, I want to congratulate Alexander Lacazette for his 50th career Premier League goal. I guess my only take here is Arsenal look like they looked amongst the best they had all season, but if, but they were playing Sheffield United, like they're playing literally a League Two team at this point. They have fourteen points this season. I watched that game and I was like, "Wow, Sheffield is horrendous!" Like they gave away the uh, the second goal, complete giveaway. Um, I think for Arsenal, a lot of their season is going to be told on Thursday in Europa. I think they need to just focus on that because that's their best shot at European soccer next season. And if it's Champions League. Then you have a shot at maybe trying to bring in some players that Mikel wants. Making to bring. up three games, three like wins, um, and eight games left is uh, yeah, that's not happening. Seven, sorry, seven games left to even get into sixth. It's right? It's not going to happen realistically. Cause, yeah, because they're trying to get sixth. They're not even trying to. I don't like oh. forget fourth. They're 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 definitely not going to get fourth. But to even get sixth, I think they have to go on a crazy run. Yeah, so, um, that's well, that's seven points. Um, yeah, that's not happening either. It's more possible, but that's tough to say. But yeah, I think Europa League is probably their best thing. And again, I think United's their toughest opponent there. So Yeah, well, they got to get past this Slavia Prague who's been slaying people in, in Britain. And, and they scored that 94th minute goal. But we'll see. Uh, you know, you never you never know. Maybe in the other, like, Arsenal gets... This, this is why I said this is a good game. Maybe it gives them confidence. Some teams just need, like, a good win to get confidence. Like, they might have the ability... But they don't have the backing. But we'll see. Um, in other games, I want to mention these three kind of together because they played a big role in the relegation battle. Fulham nil, Wolves won. Adama Traore scoring a heart and backbreaker on Fulham in the 92nd minute. This man hadn't scored in like 37 games. Scores on Fulham. So Wolves beats Fulham on one end. Then Newcastle beats Burnley 2-1. They gave up an early goal to Vidra. And then Jacob Murphy and Alain Samaximin, who's back, scored. So now Newcastle's gap on Fulham is, what, six, right? Something like yeah. this. And they have one last game played. The time is running out for Fulham. Now, the other team I want to bring up, West Brom, who shellacked Southampton today, Pereira, Phillips, and Callum Robinson. They're only two points behind Fulham. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is now to me, I think it's done and dusted. Wilson and Samaximin are back, and I think Newcastle's going to be safe now. But can West Brom pass Fulham? <laughs> like, what? Well, reasonably speaking, they could pass Fulham, but what's it worth? Yeah, you don't. They, I mean, they're what ten? Maybe eight in Germany, maybe in Germany, it would be worth something because the eighteenth place team in Germany plays like the third place team. Um, that, that would be fun. Yeah, but you know that's not the case. So, unfortunately for West Brom, you could pass Fulham if you. If I mean, 
sure, good, good for you, but your fate is still the same. They should do that. Would you? Would you think they should do that? Would you consider something like, like a that? two-legged playoff? Yeah, so that the seventeenth. I don't place like team one, one or eighteenth. One off would be no. Eighteenth would play the third place championship team. So here, or, or the winner of the playoff, I should say, of the championship. Sorry. Um, so they can still have their little playoff, and then they don't get promoted yet. Is that too much hurdles though for the championship teams? For the winner, because they're already playing like two, like so yeah. many games. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be tricky for sure. I don't know how they would manage that. I, I don't know. I kind of like how it is now, but it would be neat. It would definitely would be neat. Yeah, it would be. It would be something. It would be something. Uh, Brighton and Everton. You you saw more of that game than I did. It was zero zero. Any, anything yeah. to note on that game? Because it seemed like it was. No, pretty... I took one of my assessments um, during <laughs> the game. That's how boring it was. So my, my book club was more interesting, mate. Yeah, it was a pretty boring <laughs> game. All right. Shall we get to the comments then? Sure. Uh, Steve, I don't know if you saw this. Um, there was a game in Australia, and I could show you this little thing here. Some guy was setting up to take a penalty, and the goalie just kicks the ball away, <laughs> just pissed off, like, randomly. Uh, Steve said, I've always wanted to do this. Have you ever felt the urge to do that? I mean, I guess, have you ever played goalie, though, to, to want to just kick a ball away from I'm the, the last. I'm the furthest <laughs> thing from a goalie. I thought that was pretty good, so... Um, we're going to go, we actually, it's called football should housery is the uh, account that has gotten a retweet. So guys go ahead and check out the goalie, just not taking it anymore. Uh, there is a mention here. Forbes has released their most valuable, uh, clubs in the world. That Barcelona, was, Bayern Munich, or Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Manchester so, United. So, uh, Barcelona is first. Did I get that right? Barcelona is first at $4.76 billion. Who did you say second? Real Madrid. Yeah, they're second. $4.75 billion. Yeah. Uh, Bayern Munich is probably right behind them. Bayern Munich's third. A little bit of a gap. Fourth but, yeah. has to be Manchester United. Yep, right behind Bayern Munich. <laughs> um, Keep going. Let's see if you get the next one. Fifth. Paris. No. PSG's ninth. Really? Yeah. Liverpool? Yeah, Liverpool's fifth. Um, I would think PSG because of the... Um, yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, it's a string of English teams. Here. Yeah. Uh, yeah I would go Chelsea. They're seventh. Really? Sixth is Man City. Seventh is Chelsea. Oh, okay. Um, I no bias aside. Honestly, if we're looking at those teams, who would you rather own, Manchester City or Chelsea? I don't know. I'd go Chelsea because where you are in London. Yeah. You're that's in London, true. and you're such a bougie part. That's a nice part of London, man. That's true. You're in London, but see, and you're in a City, good though, part of London. They're they're uh, they're kids. They, there's a good academy set up there too, though. But I guess you're right. Like in terms of being an owner, well, City has a City has a great. You're saying City has yeah a, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean Chelsea academy. though too. Yeah, decent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, being in London though would probably be better. And then speaking of which, London okay. Arsenal's in eighth. Okay. And then it's PSG's ninth. And then so Arsenal's worth more than PSG. By point three billion. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, I have an interesting fact for you. And Tottenham's ten, by the way. Did you know that? A Scottish team has won a European trophy or a Champions League trophy more recently than a French team. Wow, really? In the nineteen twenty seven or nineteen twenty six Copa del Rey was won by Motherwell. What? Really random facts for you guys. It's bananas. These French teams yeah. need to sort themselves. Um, Champions League, not European, because I'm pretty sure European has been won by like Lille and shit like that. Yeah, it might have been European that step, but I'm just gonna say safe and say Champions League. <laughs> Steve. Did want to say, though, because Liverpool was 0.1 billion more than Man City. He says, mind the gap to Jeff. 
<laughs> for most valuable teams. That could definitely change, though, in the next 10 years, 5, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, that's true, because Man City wasn't on that list 5, 10 years, or 10 years ago. 5 years ago, maybe. Uh, did you see the streaker in the Man U-Granada match? Also, PSG's going to be moving up. Uh, yeah, he looked like uh, <laughs> he looked like Colin Kaepernick. Okay, so okay, so this, we're getting all these takes. So a lot of people mentioned Rafi from the league. You, I think he looked more like Rafi than <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I thought no, that like if I'm being serious, when I first saw it, I was like, "What's Colin Kaepernick doing here?" <laughs> I said that I said that uh, Fellaini is back to haunt his old team. <laughs> oh, he's kind of got a James Harden beard. He does. This guy was wild. Uh, Brian nominated him for nonce of the week, but I just thought this was too bad. I didn't want to give this guy nonce of the week because it was wild. He apparently hid under a canvas for 14 hours waiting oh, wow. for the game to start. And they then he streaked it? the field. <laughs> and then I, I swear, I saw something, a picture of him later. Like apparently he broke out of jail naked and he was sitting on like the ledge of a building. <laughs> I'll see if I can find what's it. This I a, what's this guy's agenda? I don't know what he's trying to do. This <laughs> This man is wild, though. And it's, it, it's he's in Granada. He's a Spanish lad, surely. So I don't know what's going I'm on I'm not really there. sure what he's doing. Uh, that, that was pretty funny. Another thing that came up that I thought was pretty neat. Um, remember how we were talking about UFC or guys that would be UFC fighters, soccer players? Um, a lot of them are incorporating that as training because it's really good training, obviously. Yeah. You know a lot about that. The latest soccer player to try this is former Manchester United wonder kid, Ravel Morrison, um, he's looking for a team still. I guess he got cut from another team, but yeah, he was a uh, he he was um, I guess he was going with Lerone Murphy. Do you know who that is? Yeah, he tried tried sparring with him, and he that's the massive bruise that was yeah, left on his arm up, from man. it. Um, yeah, so I guess he he tried his going the octagon. I think he's just doing it for training. He's not going to actually do it, but I thought that was neat because we had talked about it, and so out of any training. I've ever done in my life. Like, I'm even including the summer workouts in football, which are fucking dreadful. Yeah. I think training at the UFC gym was head over. Like, I actually thought about puking there once. Yeah. I'm not one to puke after a workout, and that was the first time I'd ever been. Like, I might puke here. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's rough. It's not easy at all. Um, John Terry, your boy, being looked at at Sheffield United on their short list of managers – uh, I wouldn't do it if I'm him. How about yeah, you? I wouldn't either. <laughs> okay. Brief note, uh, we're, we're not going to put him as nonce. I would, but only because I'm an Arsenal fan. Eric Dyer has revealed he wants his ashes to be scattered at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium after he dies. I'm not sure what brought this about, though. Like, who was having an interview with him? And he's just like, you know what? By the way, we're going to spread my ashes here. Like, what was that? I don't know. That's a hard on move. <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was like an in-depth interview, I guess, that he had. Um, realistically thinking about if you were one to like, you know, get cremated, where would you like, what would you choose? Hmm. Ah, many better, better places than your favorite soccer or your favorite sports team. Maybe. So many people did it at Wrigley. Oh, or really? do it at Wrigley. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I guess it's just, I'm I don't sure know, Fenway just and all Eric those Dyer, Like Tottenham Hotspur Stadium though, isn't that historic, mate? You could, you could have said like White Hart Lane's old grounds or something. This man just said Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I'm pretty sure it's just like a Tottenham Hotspur's old ground is like a grocery store now. <laughs> it's fine. Somebody put it on the local Tesco, mate. I don't know, but put put things in your. I mean, I mean that's not a bad spot. Yeah, fair enough. Where do you guys all want your ashes scattered? If Let you us know at the Footy that. Corner. Um, 
Eric well, Dyer. Do you have some, a place in mind? Just off no, the dome. I don't. This isn't your set answer. No, I really no. I don't. I can't think of anything. No. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. <laughs> Mine would be Commissioner's Field. <laughs> That's the yeah. local park in Naperville. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure many things are going to happen in your life that's going to make you change your mind on Well, that. I'm saying so far. Okay. Uh, do you know who his childhood hero was, by the way? Eric Dyer? I have no idea. Rafael Nadal. So that was just a random thing that came up uh, in his little interview. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about before we go into really talking about um, nonces, uh, well, two things. One, Octavian Sovre, who's the ref of the City and Dortmund match, he got Erling Holland's autograph. It went, ended up going for charity. So what were your thoughts on this? I know we kind of talked about this before the show, but what are your thoughts on it, uh, what he did? I thought it was normal. I don't. I didn't see a problem with it. Okay. Uh, okay, because a lot of people were upset, and then it got revealed what it was, and they're like, oh, you know, you're terrible for thinking that, you know, it was a bad thing. I don't know. So back and forth stuff there. And finally, the last thing. I mean, um, you said you had a problem with it. What did you say? I just, well, I wish he had done it. Maybe not where you could see it in the tunnel. Maybe like he could have gotten in contact with some of the reps or like maybe talk to him at like the game, you know, during the game or afterwards when you're talking to him. Just be like, hey, can I just get your autograph for something for a kid? Blah, blah, blah. Meet me at X place, you know? So that way people aren't like, uh oh, you know, what are these guys talking about? <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought, I agree that that makes it much more difficult to do, but then it would have avoided this confusion for one or two days where people are disgracing the guy you know when he didn't really do anything so i don't know uh and then i you know it's sad to do this um but we do it again after it was clawed two weeks ago uh did you hear about this yeovil captain uh lee collins at 32 uh passed away uh, maybe a week ago april yeah april 1st um and he was only 32 so did it say how or uh yeah i think he he was found uh he hung himself in his oh. hotel so um yeah that's a a sad thing like a captain of a yoville's in what uh national league oh i thought they were league two probably dropped so yep uh, that's yeah that's just crazy stuff man like sometimes you really don't know what's going you know, on it's funny behind the a, scenes for i people, had a discussion so. with one of my friends oh well, to to me and another friend were mm-hmm. like Talking with another one, that one was saying, he said, quote, unquote, I think these athletes that, you know, get paid and complain are pussies. And then my other friend goes, well, you know, they're humans, right? Like, they still get abuse and shit like that and feel the pressure. I was like, yeah. And then, you know, some of them lose their passion, have families. Like, you know, when you start doing things professionally, majority of these guys don't have a family when they, when they're rookie seasons or whatnot. They don't have much to worry about outside of. And then when you have all this added pressure of providing and then, like, you have people abusing on Twitter, sending you death threats, all this shit. It, I mean, it's not easy, even if you're a freaking National League player in England. I mean, so, I mean... Well, I especially that, them. Yeah. Because they're not making as much. Yeah, that's tough. So, I think, like, yeah, they're getting paid handsomely, but um, although money is crucial in life, I mean, there are a lot more things to worry about, like abuse and shit pressure well that's a lot and on top of it especially during this time i think it's been tough because they go under these rules they're they're quarantined these people are put alone they're taken away from their their family their children their wives national players probably need to work second jobs right i would think so so that's a lot of that's difficult and you don't know what's going on and 
Yeah, they are humans. That's the thing people forget. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like you said, oh, they get this much money for doing something they love. But with it comes Volatility. a lot of pressure. Volatility, too. Mm-hmm. You think about it. Mm-hmm. You fucking suck for a year. You can get cut. Yeah. Like, it's not like anything's... Yeah. You know, so... Im- Im- imagine... And you gotta move a lot. It's not... Be away from your family on... Oh, think about baseball players. How often they gotta fly and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with that territory comes the public light. That's why they're paid so much. Because imagine, like, you're doing your job, and some lad just starts booing you from outside your yeah, office. Like, yeah. You're like, wait, what? And right, then you that's, start getting that, Twitter That's what threats. I said. And my friend that said that. <laughs> like, an, imagine My friend that. that said their pussy's an accountant. I was like, imagine you're having, I don't know, really, you know, imagine you're having a bad day at accounting. I don't yeah. know, you know. But let's say that. And you're then not you crunching just, the numbers someone, very well. Someone, and then, you know, you log on to, like, Facebook or Twitter, and someone's like, go die. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, you did my taxes wrong or some shit. <laughs> You know, just imagine that. Chase Bank would be better off without you. So it's tough, you know, and it's not easy. Yeah, no, it's a real thing. So people need to just, you know, hey, and also be appreciative of, like, how much they've been able to do during this time, like, all the extensive stuff they undergo. And we all have, but, you know, everyone has to kind of think about that to get that entertainment factor. But, yeah, I think that's a a good, you know, people that don't think that that way or rag on these guys, that leads us to a perfect segue of... Let's talk about nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. And we have four pretty decent candidates. I'm just going to get the racists out of the way because it seems like this happens a lot uh, these days. We're going to start with uh, Juan Cala. He plays for Cadiz in Spain, La Liga. Um, He racially abused Valencia's Mukhtar Diakbi. Actually, this was very well noted. This was quite on, uh, on a few platforms. It happened in a La Liga match, if I recall correctly, and it was after 32 minutes. He, he whispered something. I'm not going to repeat what he whispered. You can probably go look it up and find out what happened. A big argument breaks out. Uh, Valencia leaves the pitch. The team's like, hey, we're just not going to play uh, the game. Um, and they leave. And then eventually, we don't know. It's, it's a bit of confusion, actually, that's come from it. I listened to a podcast that actually discussed what happened. On one side, people are saying that the ref kind of called them back out. The other says that the league said that they'd have to forfeit if they didn't come out to play. Uh, Mukhtar Diakbi, the guy that got racially abused, he apparently told his teammates, that's fine, go play the game. Like, don't forfeit. I don't want you to forfeit. But he had to get subbed because he was not in a good condition. And the other guy who called him the names did not get subbed until halftime. So, that, I don't know. That was just very interesting. It's just one of those things that um, – and then Juan Kala said – that um, that racism doesn't exist in, in Spanish soccer. Um, I don't know. Again, it, it's one of those things that you sit there and you're like, well, is the accusation what happened? You know, you, you have to always kind of think and look back. But I think the way people reacted on that um, kind of tells a word there. There's also Bucks cornerback uh, Carlton Davis who uh, tweeted an, an anti-Asian slur uh, about... Uh, it was Asians in Miami. I'm not going to say what he wrote. You could probably look it up. Um, he said, got to stop letting those blinks in Miami. It was a slur that starts with a G. Uh, and so he had to go on Twitter and apologize. So Carlton Davis of the Bucks, Juan Calav Cadiz, these are our racist nonces. Um, and let me, this is just personal off. Sure. Off brand, but you can be racist no matter what race you are. Yeah. Well, you saw it right there. Oh, yeah. Juan, but there are people that don't uh, Juan Cala is a Spanish 
person. I, I don't know, like, what is it a different? I don't want to get too He's political. Spanish, All I'm saying is, and Bucks cornerback Carlton Davis is an African American man. Yeah. So, nope. uh, I mean, you get it in all shapes and sizes. The two guys that are up this week, and and we've had people in the past that are different things. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just anything. It's anything against anyone. We don't know who, uh, like the people at Walgreens against uh, Steve, you know, or even Popeyes against me. So we don't know. I, I don't know who those people well, I were. I think Steve said it was. It wasn't that he didn't think that. Oh, was the case. yeah, it was banter. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, it's true. It anyone not, can it wasn't be banter. It. I think it was. Okay, go on. Anyone can be it. So you're right. Um, yeah, the other one, Jeff Paris. Not, not racist, sorry, um, at least in this instance. Nikhil nominated him, so we thought we'd put him up there. The World Health Organization, obviously looking for good things, tweeted uh, WHO Goodwill Ambassador Allison Becker uh, and uh, the HOF, the WHOF, I don't know who that is, have teamed up on World Health Day to launch the Give a Breath for Health campaign to raise resources for oxygen and other supplies needed to treat COVID-19 patients around the world. So obviously a good cause. And Jeff went on Twitter and responded, but then he mistakenly passed the oxygen to COVID and COVID scored. Um, what are your thoughts on that statement? Whatever. And then the one that I think Jeff win- is one of those fans that I was talking about, like on Twitter that just like, or like talk sport that just says like the stupidest shit, but unfortunately influences like idiots, like not idiots minds, but like stupid people that just like, I don't know. He's part of that problem though. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's true. The one that I think will win here. So you've heard those ones. Um, Jeff might win just because his name's up there, and it might be funny, you know, fun, funny to vote for him. But the one I think I would vote for, and the one I think will win, is some lad named uh, James Hampton. And if you don't know who James Hampton is, that's okay. I did not know who James Hampton was, but he's an officer in uh, North Carolina. Uh, and I'm trying to find out what city it is, but anyway, the North Carolina Police Department is facing backlash over a disturbing video that came out over a training session, a canine training session that this guy had. Uh, apparently, this officer yells, stay, to this dog, and apparently the dog wasn't listening. Again, it's training for, for a canine dog. He got pissed off. He went to the dog, lifted it up off the ground by the leash, Swung the dog over his shoulder before appearing to slam it against a vehicle. Um, the canine is then shoved into the car before the officer seemingly strikes it. Uh, so, yeah, that was, to me, that's, first of all, like you said, how strong was this guy? Right, because those are like German Shepherds. What What was the dog? The, the, the dog, I mean, they're generally German Shepherds, the canine dogs, right? I have no idea. So, yeah. I didn't say he was strong. I mean, yeah, I meant steroids as in, like, he was, like, roid raging. I don't know who gets that mad at a dog that they freaking do that. But hopefully he doesn't have the dog anymore. Jesus Christ. No, he's, well, he is, he's resigned. He's been, he was going to get fired. So, like, you can't do that kind of shit to, yeah. I mean, that was banana lance in my opinion. So, yeah, James Hampton for something that is, yeah, you can't really stand for that. So, I feel like uh, he he's my favorite. Who's your favorite? Oh, um... Probably the tweet. Oh, the tweet from Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis, yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go with that one. All right. So Ryan's picking Carlton Davis. I'm picking James Hampton. Let us know who you pick. It's uh, Juan Cala, the Cadiz because, player. Bro, how are you gonna tweet? Like, how are you gonna tweet that? Like, <laughs> that's true. 
Like, so you're saying that I'm the difference between that and something verbal is more so like when you tweet, you're thinking about something. You have to like look yeah, at it and hit, hit send. send. Whereas when you say something, heat of the moment, people have said some wild yeah, things. Yeah, some wild shit. Yeah. That's I what see what that's, you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Kala is the Cadiz player who said something that Mukhtar Diakbi bucks. Carlton Davis is the guy who tweeted uh, an anti-Asian slur. Um, and then Jeff Paris for suggesting uh, uh, things about the World Health Organization and James Hampton for... Um, abusing basically a dog in canine training, which is bananas. Uh, so let's now go to the predictions this week. That's that's it. Uh, in terms of Mount Rushmore, oh, this is what I was going to bring up. So we did a Mount Rushmore of the best teams ever, but we only had five people. And I sent an email to the panel. And no one responded. So I'm going to bring this on the air. How do you guys want to do this? Because we can't do a poll of five. You know, we've done three matchups of two because we've had six in the past. But now we have five. So uh, the options I'm going to give are this. I can randomly select two matchups, a two-person matchup and a three-person matchup. The winners play in a championship. Or I'm thinking you'll vote for this, but I think since you had the fifth pick, you might have been at a disadvantage. We give you the bye to the final round. I think I got all the teams that I wanted, so. That's what I'm saying. We give you the bye to the final. Or or how about this? We'll give someone a – I'll randomize it. One person gets a bye to the final. Two teams compete, so the final is a three-person matchup. So which option one or option two? People on Twitter at the Footy Corner too. Let us know. I'm leaning option two because I like the championship to be like a three person showdown. All right, I have no preference. So when people let me know uh, on the Footy Corner at the Footy Corner two, or if I get texts or anything else, otherwise if I don't hear anything by what day is it today? Even it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't hear anything by Thursday, uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm just gonna put up the the poll Thursday, and it'll be what I want. So with that said, let's go to the predictions. Now these You know what? I have a test. Real quickly, we could do this in in less than five minutes. My rush since it's baseball season. Yeah, but then hold on now. But when am I gonna but when are we gonna post it? We got we got backlog. We gotta post this one. We got backlog. This is for the fans. No, I'm we wanna post. What? We wanna post, mate. Alright, well then we could do it later. Okay, we'll do it later. We'll post it later. Oh you (laughs) you wanna do it now? Yeah. Baseball food, you go first. Ballpark. We can't do it with Jeff. But my Jeff question, what baseball is. But my, yeah, he does. He's a Blue Jays fan, mate. Oh, come on. But my question is like, okay, is uh, an Italian sausage different from like a, a, a hot dog? Like, yeah, it's different. They're different. Yeah. And then like, what if the toppings are different from what I have? From what you have? No, a hot dog is a hot dog. No matter what toppings you put on it. All right. With well, I'm the first pick. Same with nachos. Yep. Well, I got to write this. Okay, the first pick, I'm just going to go with For me, it's a Chicago style hot dog. The hot dog is the quintessential food. We're talking food? Yeah. Yeah. The Chicago style hot dog cuz to me like no matter what, it's simple to eat. It's in your hand. You you chow it down while you're watching the game. That's the classic food. Okay. So, I'm going to go with the sausage. Okay. Any with, uh, grilled onions and mustard. I mean, that shit. That's me, but uh-huh. I think um, so I prefer sausages over hot dogs. Okay. And then you're picking again. And then after that, I'm going to go with nachos. Damn it. You got to get the jalapenos because on it, the side. Especially if you get the helmet nachos, because you can always put them down. Yeah. You're, are you getting the jalapenos on the side? Doesn't matter. Uh, I prefer. Or do no, you put them on there? I No, I prefer don't have no, no jalapenos, <laughs> but I want it loaded. How pissed do you get when like they meat, short you I on the cheese? cheese on it. How pissed do you get when they short you on the I don't cheese, have that mate? problem because they don't do that at the, at, uh, at the White Sox games. So That's I true. No. 
Well, we might be going Wednesday. So that'll be fun. Uh, so now I'm up for two. God damn, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of what. Okay, I'll go a little on the different side. So we've picked some savory stuff. I'm going to pick like a nice dessert. Okay, you know what's a really good one that you don't really get anywhere but maybe carnivals and baseball games? The elephant ear? Have you ever had an elephant ear? Not at a game. Yeah, they oh, they definitely have. I've never even seen one sold at a game. Are you serious? Yeah. Mate. Next time we go, try finding me elephant ear. Okay, I will. They they definitely have it at at Sox games. Oh, okay. Although the Sox, uh, baseball games have a ton of stuff. Yeah, they sell, they sell elephant ears. You won't find it at Wrigley. Wrigley's super old school. It's just like hot dogs and... I've seen it at, at, at the Sox Stadium. Okay. Uh, and then also, if it's a hot day, our, our boy Thomas would uh, would be a fan of this one. Um, and, and I prefer this over Dippin' Dots, because Dippin' Dots are good too. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm having an ice cream, because I got I have a dessert here, I got a food. If I'm going to have an ice cream, uh, I got to go with the lemon chill. you know. And for me, it doesn't matter which one. The classic is good, and then there's what was the other one? The strawberry one that they came out with, or the um, raspberry or whatever. Um, I think, I mean, but I'll but, go with the original, the OG. But it has to be hot; like it, the temperature has to be above seventy-five degrees for you to get lemon chill. I know our boy Thomas gets it at every game, and he'll get it even if it's like forty degrees. I won't do that, but I love me like a good lemon chill at the end of the game. The only bad thing about it is that your hands get sticky, no matter how careful you are. Really. Yeah, you have to like. Because it's the wood. It's the wood spoon they give you with the lemon. Yeah, chill. it gets a little out of hand. But anyway, that's my only negative about it. It's really good. All right. Um, damn, I'm surprised you didn't say this one about peanuts, bro. I was thinking about it. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. You'll see what my other one is because uh, yeah. Okay, so peanuts. Peanuts. So I got sausage, nachos, and peanuts. Now we're reaching because I don't get anything else besides these. And it yeah. Can be a bit wild if you do. But we're in Chicago, and um. You know what? Let's say you skipped out on lunch okay, or dinner. Uh, there's always Connie's or a good pizza over there, so I'm going to get yeah. pizza. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a standard. That's a good yeah. pick. <sighs> no, I don't know. I, I have to think about what I'm going to pick here. Because um, pizza would have been my, my next pick. So that went off the board. Because I've been known to get the occasional one. <sighs> I'll have to go with... The ones at Blackhawks games are really good. You know what, actually? Can I take my pick back of Elephant Ear? Can I switch that one? I think I mixed it up. I've I was going to say, mixed. I've never seen Elephant Ears at a baseball okay. game. Can I, can I, Have you actually had an made Elephant Ear at a baseball game? Genuinely. Maybe I didn't. I thought I did, but you know what I might be mixing up with? I, I, I just remembered what I meant to say, and it was it's okay. similar shape. Okay. Okay, can I delete that? You've made all your four picks. Well, yeah, because I don't think that's a ballpark food. Okay, pretzel. The pretzel with, like, cheese You mixed dip. up Elephant Ear with pretzel? Yes, because... No, because... Yeah, pretzels are electric. That's kind of a wild mix-up, but I'll give it to you. What do you mean? I don't think you actually mixed them up, but we'll continue. Well, no, because I was trying to think. Never in my life would I mix up elephant ears. No, it wasn't like an... It was... Mate, long day. But I mean, like, uh, maybe I'd gotten a pretzel and I was thinking elephant ear. Because I was like, I've gotten it a bunch. Maybe I got elephant ear at a carnival. Okay. Who knows? No, the pretzel's the electric Okay, so we'll swap out elephant ear with pretzel. Last pick, I don't know. I'm not a big pretzel. I don't eat... Guy at ballparks. Yeah, I, I think a good Bavarian pretzel at a restaurant is underrated, though. I don't know. See, for this last one, it's tough because I don't do, like, the chicken tenders that people will do at games. And I don't do, like, hamburgers. To me, hamburgers are not, like, a... Ballpark hamburgers? Kind no, of they're not good. So what I'll go with is similar to your peanuts pick, like, something to kind of chew on, munch on. Like, so you do, like, I agree. Peanuts I are I think top. I know where you're going. 
our top pick. Are they are they sold at stadiums though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are. They're they are, but what you're better off doing is sneaking them in yourself because like they're much cheaper outside. The sunflower yeah. seeds? Yeah. Yeah. Uh sunflower seeds. And those are easy to sneak in because I'm not advocating it for it, but do it. I don't it. I'm advocating for I, it. I don't buy I've never I'll say this. I've never bought them. At, I've seen them there, but I've never bought it. I've always kind of brought my own here every once in a while. Like, they're not going to pat you down. And sunflower seeds are not something that take up a lot of space. So you took peanuts. I would have preferred that probably. So, all right. So you got hot dog, pretzel, lemon chill, and sunflower seeds. Yeah. I go with a uh, sausage, sausage, nachos, nachos peanuts, and pizza. Yeah, no one picked the cotton candy. <laughs> but... It's yeah, because realistically, if you're a grown ass man, you right. you're seen with, the, <laughs> with one of those giant cotton candies. That's kind of a yikes. My, Plus, they're not like that great. My question is though, if your kid got one, would you chow down on it with them? I get a little piece. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm like, all right, bud. Like, we have a little bit of this. That's one. and I also feel like too, like it's too much sugar to have on like a big one of those. So that's a perfect one. Like if you do have a kid, just like nip off a few pieces plus, and just like put in your mouth there. Plus when you have cotton candy, you like your your mouth and around it gets like either pink or blue, whichever flavor oh, you true. get. So you look like a nonce walking around. That's true. That's true. You would. Um, See, that was like four minutes. Shall we go to the predictions? Yeah. Okay. Oh, look at Luka Doncic uh, soccer. Oh, wow. Doing a madness. No way. Oh, so Luca just dribbled and then shot it from behind the hoop and like three point range. He played for Real Madrid's basketball team, so it wouldn't shock me if he's uh, played soccer. So let's go ahead and wrap this up with our predictions. Uh, These games span from Friday of this week to next Thursday. So it looks like the next recording will be next Thursday. And either I'll see if you're around, see one of the guys, one of the guys want to do it, or I'll just do a solo one. Uh, But how do you feel about recordings? What? Are you back? Well, yeah, if I can. Okay. I mean, I, so, I don't know if I'm going to have the schedule for like. Right. Whatever. Yeah. So next Thursday, I'll we'll try. I'll try to get something out. I'll figure it out. I'll talk to Ari and I'll talk to the other lads, or I might just do a, a solo quickie. Um, so here are the games. We got uh, ten on tap. But some teams play twice. Some teams don't play because uh, it's a mixture of all these match weeks. Everton Tottenham on Friday. Everton Tottenham. Everton's the home team. I got Everton one. Tottenham two. Harry Kane. I'll do 1-1, Harry Kane. Newcastle and West Ham at St. James's Park. I know Newcastle's got some of their guns back, but I got Newcastle 0, West Ham 2, Mikel Antonio. I'll do 1-1 one, one again. And um, who the fuck's their striker? Who's West Ham's <laughs> Antonio. striker? Antonio. Michael Antonio. Wolves, Sheffield United uh, at Wolves. I got Wolves 1, Sheffield 0, Pedro Neto is my goal scorer. Um, I'll second that. And I don't know who, who is Pedro Neto, the wall striker. He's no, he. Uh, they have this. Uh, the that guy. Um, no, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I don't watch these lower teams anymore. <laughs> okay, so who are you, who are you picking? The striker yeah. for Wolves. Whoever it is. Uh, you know who it is? No, it's that one it's guy, the Raul. young guy. No, the really young guy. He's, oh, um, Portuguese lad. Yeah, you're picking him. Yeah. Okay, I think he scored last game. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I probably am wrong. Uh, I'm gonna find out who it is. Hold on. Please hold. Philippe, is it Philippe something? Could be. No, uh, Silva. Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva, okay. I'll choose him to score. All right, Arsenal hosts Fulham. I got Arsenal 2, Fulham nil. Uh, Even though Fulham's fighting for stuff, I just, I feel like they're out of it now. Yeah. uh, I got Gabriel Martinelli. I'll do 3-0, Lacazette. 
Okay. Uh, United host Burnley. That's my 3-0. I got United 3, Burnley 0, Cavani. Um, I'll do 2-1, and I'll do Bruno. Okay. Uh, Leeds hosting Liverpool on Monday. I got Leeds 1, Liverpool 2, Salah's my goal scorer. I'll do the same thing. Uh, Chelsea hosts Brighton on Tuesday. Brighton's one of those teams that I think will they, they play well, but they'll still lose. Chelsea 2, Brighton 1, Pulisic. Other two nothing and uh, Mason Mount. Okay, Tottenham hosts Southampton next Wednesday. I got Tottenham two Southampton nil. Son, dude, I'm gonna go two nil as well, but go Kane. All right, Aston Villa hosts City. I think they're not gonna have Jack Grealish again. I think City's gonna win three nothing. I got Gabriel Jesus, your boy. Um, I'm gonna go four nothing City, and he'll probably get one. Yeah, I'll go Gabriel Jesus. Okay, and then Leicester hosts West Brom. I think this will be a shocker. Because West Brom's been playing lights out, mate. They, they beat Chelsea by three. They beat Southampton by three. I got 1-1. One, one. I think Harvey Barnes is going to come back from his bender and score a goal. 2 nothing, Leicester, Vardy. Okay. Um, and then shall we go ahead and do the gambling corner? And, uh, yeah, I got some results to eventually share with people, but they're not here now. And I'm just going to pick one game. I got one game. I'm putting all 10 bucks on it. West Ham is plus 100 against Newcastle. And I think that game's on Saturday. And it's at Newcastle. And I know Sam Maximin and Wilson are back. $10 on West Ham to win $10. You're just putting all your money on West Ham? Yep. That's it. It's plus... Sorry, it was plus 100. So I'm going 10 to win 10 just on one bet. Uh, And I was considering some parlays... But seeing how soccer has gone this year, I decided to stay away from it. So, okay. Um, where am I in the in the standings for that? Uh, the, they need to be updated. The intern like died, and we're like nine weeks behind on that one. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the scoring. I'm currently and, making a, a a parlay as we speak. Uh huh. Yeah, the scoring. So that so to those listening, the scoring and standings, as we may or may not know, became a lot for the the intern. Uh, the intern is slowly catching up. We were when we all started this journey. We were on week twenty-two was the last update. The intern has gotten us to week twenty-eight, so that's good news. The bad news is we got three weeks to go, and the weeks just keep coming quicker than the intern is working. Um, but um, the intern's helping me with a lot of university stuff these days, and so we'll see what what comes out of that. But okay. with that said, is that giving you that your time for your so, parlay? Yeah. Um, Arsenal over Fulham. Uh huh. Wolves over Sheffield United. Yep. Manchester United over Burnley. This is one parlay. Yes. Uh huh. Chelsea over Brighton. <laughs> yep. Tottenham over Southampton. Okay. And City over Villa. Hmm. Yeah. This is a plus 1,279. Uh huh. Put a cheeky fiver to or- win. 60-something? 68.95. What the fuck? It's going to hit. That is It's my can't-lose parlay. Okay, the CLP. (laughs) So do you have anything to add before we log off for today? No. (laughs) With that said, uh, we'll take it over to a guy that's one step almost into the semifinal of Europa League. We'll see what happens this Thursday. Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song good evening 
Good evening. Good evening. Good evening.